Hey there, McSauce casters. It's Matt from the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. Now, as many of you guys know, we here at the McSauce Comic Book Podcast are a pretty nostalgic bunch. We have really fond memories of our childhoods, uh, especially when it comes to the toys that we used to play with when we were growing up. Well, the sad reality is that there are some kids out there that actually don't have the opportunity to make those kind of lasting memories. And we don't want that to happen. We want uh, every kid this holiday season to to have a toy that they cherish and can have memories that they can have for years and years to come. And well, that's where you come in. We need your help. What we're doing is we're looking for donations for this year's McSauce Comic Book Podcast Toys for Tots Charity Drive. This is the fourth annual charity drive. What we like to do is get as much money as our faithful listeners are willing to donate, and we go on a shopping spree to Toys R Us, and we buy every toy that we can that is related to the things that we talk about here on McSauce. Comic books, superheroes, Star Wars, activities, coloring books, puzzles. Uh, We try to stretch the dollar as far as we can. And we load up a cart, and then we donate it to Toys for Tots. But this year, there's actually a little wrinkle that we're adding. If you donate $50 or more, you are eligible to request either myself, Paul, or Ian, or any combination of the three of us to do a commission especially for you. So it's really easy to donate. All you have to do is go to mcsauce.com. Right at the top of the page, you will see the donate button. Click the donate button, select your dollar amount, and hit donate. We are really hoping that you will feel really charitable this year because we actually set a pretty lofty goal. We're hoping to raise $1,000 this year. So um, if you can spare anything, that would be incredibly appreciated. And keep in mind, the cutoff is Friday, December 9th. So please don't hesitate to donate. And we'll let you know what we end up getting. So thank you and Merry Christmas. Welcome to episode 175 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharper. Hello. And Magical Matt Casal. Thank you for acknowledging my magicalness. Your supernaturalness. You're supernatural. I'm magical. With a K. Ooh. Like that rapper, Shake Your Ass. Uh, mystical mystical isn't it are you sure it might be magical. i'm more sure than you are sir yes <laughs> it is mystical okay it is monday night december 5th and tonight we're gonna get into a little paul's rogue one grievances as a little appetizer a recurring uh, <laughs> yeah of spot that we have here seemingly recurring theme and then we're gonna get into christmas movies that aren't really christmas movies 
But before we get into our appetizer and main course, we keep house with Ian Sharpley. We've had a good run of Christmas shows. Like we've been keeping in the holiday spirits this year. It's been yeah. It's really. I mean, we've really been pumping out Mixosmas. Yeah, that's true. Or Mixosica, or or Mixwanza. <laughs> so for all of your Mixwanza needs, check out Mixos.com. You can find the web comics there, the origin of the Mixos brand, as well as the podcast. Paul reviews comics, comic books on the old Mixos page there. I would like to hype the Superman Annual number one that was just released last week. <clears throat> Uh, written by Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Art by Jorge Jimenez. It is, it's been the first book in a long time that I've wanted to read twice. It is so fucking good. It is, it's just Superman and Swamp Thing working out some Earth shit. It's a cool fucking book. It's everything a DC comic book should be. Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason get it. They just understand who Superman is, what this universe is all about. Like other guys think they know and they try to write DC comics, they don't fucking know. Tomasi and Gleason, they fucking get it. And what? It, so it's a four ninety nine book, which is outrageous. But the artwork is four ninety nine. It's a double size issue, though, right? Yeah, it, it's an annual. How's that outrageous? Marvel charges three ninety nine for a regular yeah, comic. I, I guess. I guess being that it's a, it's a it's a large book, um, it isn't that outrageous, and it was fucking good. It's it's worth it. My point is, four ninety nine price tag. It's it's worth it. What a great fucking read. You get every single cent of excitement out of uh, right your your purchase. Yeah, but four ninety nine yeah, sounds so reasonable. So if you're if you're one of our readers that reads comic books, go get. Are you one Superman of our annual? If you are, let us know. We'd like to talk to you. I or if you're one of our listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah, one of our listeners. Well, you you could be a reader, too. You could read us. Be one of their readers. One of their readers. That's more. Yeah. Or a reader of comic books. If you read, if you can read, <clears throat> get in contact with us. We'd like to hear your thoughts. I just reviewed it. The <clears throat> panel of the week is this weird Superman Swamp Thing hybrid from Jorge Jimenez. And it is fucking wacko, bizarre but so fucking neat. It's like such a purely comic book piece of art. Superman so Swamp Thing good. sounds like the ultimate like wacko buddy comedy. Like it, yeah. it's really a strange team up. It works. It works so well. These guys get it. Well, before I before I get out of here with our our plugs, you know all of our stuff. I'll hand it over to Matt in a second. I just wanted to plug a couple of podcasts that I I really like and I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, we have sort of like a little podcast family. And one of uh, the newer additions, uh, Peter Harmich has a podcast, Common Ground. He's from the Waterton, New York, Watertown, New York area. The hotbed of podcasts. <laughs> and um, he is, uh, like I said, his podcast is called common ground it's a blend of wrestling talk he talks a lot about his faith he talks a lot about comic books and pop culture and um he was a big fan of our show jody yurden recommended our show to him jody yurden of uh, case in point and that old comic smell a big supporter of what we do so i'd like to just send the love over to peter 
and uh, his podcast that you can find in iTunes store called Common Ground. I love, um, I haven't had a chance to listen to Common Ground yet, but I really enjoy Jody Yearden and Just In Case on Case in Point. They're so cute because for the first time, their last episode, they argue about video games. And a couple times during the podcast, they remind the listener that they're best friends and they're not really mad at each other. And that's something that's totally missing from this podcast. That is hilarious. We we don't try to ever, you know, sugarcoat any of that stuff or remind anybody that these right. these fights might be a little, you know, a little bit overblown. You know, me, Matt, and Paul. Sometimes we're not really that mad at each other. We were that mad before we even started rolling the tape tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, grab that shot glass. You're not getting one tonight. <laughs> it's our natural state. It's what we run on. It's the fuel that that powers this whole podcast empire that we <laughs> anger have. and dissatisfaction, yeah. <laughs> disillusionment with the world around us. So yeah, check out Case in Point too. They had a great three-part series, a trilogy of the history of comic books from their perspective. They ran through the 80s, the 90s, and the modern day comic books. I guess uh, Justin worked at a comic shop for a long time, so he had unique perspective on uh, the the late 90s to early 2000 books. I was heartbroken, I have to say, that they didn't really like any of the image stuff, didn't really like some of the books that I liked or that I would bring up. They kind of they kind of hated the 90s comic books, <laughs> if, if I may put it lightly. So, well, there's like, nothing to like in 90s comic books. See, no wonder why. You're such a fucking asshole. Um, but yeah... They, I, call I, it, they call it the decade of disaster for a reason. Do Who calls it the they? decade Is of that disaster? You that calls it that? It I, was when the medium peaked like never before. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So that's a disaster because it peaked because it did well. And then it bottomed out and it's been disaster. But that had nothing to... That didn't... That wasn't related to but the quality of over, the comic books. Overrated artwork. Just like, it, it had nothing to... It was the... The market, the speculator market, it was the flooding of gimmicks and wacko covers and die cut and foil stamp. That doesn't have to do with the soul of the comic books. The reason why Matt and myself liked the comic books, which were the art and the stories in the, the, the bombast. character to the character. Yeah, the bombast. And the bombast, yeah, sure. Paul, look, or whatever. The care, look the at, care to the, the character. Like, you know, that tried and true character, Ben Riley. So that way we can actually get out of housekeeping at some point before the show ends, I would just like to point out, look at a 90s comic and how different it is from a 70s or an 80s comic book. That was kind of something that we had never seen before, that level of bombast. And it was so fresh at the time that I think that's really what kind of drew a lot of people into it because it was so vastly different than kind of, for lack of a better term, same old, same old. Anyway, I hear you. That's a, that's a good point. Are I'll there any other uh, Are there any other housekeeping notes? The, those are all the housekeeping items that I have. But Matt, I'm sure you have one housekeeping. Item. Well, we are still doing the Toys for Tots charity. Uh, let me clarify: the McSauce Comic Book Podcast Toys for Tots charity. That's a mouthful, Paul. But you know, you're used to that. Sure am. So uh, what we are doing is we're collecting donations. Um, monetary donations so that way we can go out and buy toys 
Don't send us bad 90s comics. That's for, all we're collecting. For tots. Matt and myself will appreciate it. Um, what we do is we take all the accumulated donations to Toys R Us and we buy as many toys as we can with that money and we donate it to um, to that charity. And uh, this is the fourth year that we've done it. Uh, so far we've had three very successful years. It looks like this is going to be another successful year. We are shooting to raise $1,000. It's a lofty goal, but we're going to make it worth your while because if you donate, Ian, myself, or Paul will actually do a commission illustration of your choosing um, with at least a $50 donation. So how do you donate? You go to mixos.com, click the donate button. Also, uh, there is a donate button on our Facebook page, correct, Ian? Yeah, there's a donate button on the Facebook page. If you go to the Facebook page at the top, it is the pinned post. So it's the first post that you will see on our Facebook page. Also, if you go to my Twitter, and I think Paul's Twitter as well, after he's done messing around with his... Sorry, guys. I wanted to see Matt better. Um, That's probably not going to pick up on Mike. It definitely will. It does every week. Um, (laughs) So if you go to... Paul's Twitter or my Twitter, you will be able to find the link that will take you directly to the PayPal um, where you can give any donation. Right. Any so, and all donations are greatly appreciated. Th- they really are. And uh, what we're going to do is document everything that we get uh, with photographs. And I'm sure we'll have uh, a discussion on how things went on the on the subsequent episode after the, the shopping spree. Now, originally, and if you listen to the beginning of this episode, you'll hear me tell you that the deadline is December 9th. Not true. We've changed it. You lied to the listeners? I, I did. Uh, the deadline now is going to be 9, 10, 11, the 11th of, uh, of December. Maybe even like by the end of uh, December 12th. That's Monday morning, correct? Correct. Okay, so... Our shopping spree is actually going to be next Monday morning. So it's in seven days from the time of this recording, probably in about five days from the time you hear it. Um, so please donate by the, the 11th if you can, because that's going to be the cutoff. That's when we go shopping is Monday night. So that's it. Sounds good to me. Paul, so we, uh, we'll yeah. Dive into some... Uh... Christmas movies that aren't. No, no, no. Paul has a, uh, some Star Wars grievances. Oh, we're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you've been listening to the McSauce podcast, you know that my excitement for Rogue One is pretty low. Uh, we're going to go see it opening night. We have our tickets. We're all, all set, ready to go. Um, I'm still not fired up. I mean, but... The bright side of that is this movie really has nowhere to go but up. I mean, like, I've got to be impressed. I've got to be excited coming out of that, that thing. I love that it's that low in your mind that it's just it, it, a bottom-dwelling, I'm just like, completely I, uh, bereft of entertainment film. It will be entertaining. I mean, like, I'm clearly more excited to go see this than Doctor Strange, which 
doesn't even get my time of day. Can we back up for just two seconds? Sure. Okay, so Doctor Strange. That's a quick Doctor Strange review. <laughs> Do- yeah, let's review Doctor Strange real quick. We, I know, let's do it. I know the let's fans have been frothing at the at their podcast mouths to hear the McSauce comic book podcast in finally fairness, review this movie. In fairness, I have been asked several times by our fans, hey, are you going to do a Doctor Strange podcast? Because we are a comic book pod- podcast, and that's a comic book property. Yeah, I got some heat for that, too. Right. Okay, so, uh, Ian. Yes. To, this is going to be a 60-second review. Doctor Strange, go. Meh. All right. Is it my turn? Um, nah. Yeah, I mean... It, no, you know what? That's not fair. It it was better than I thought it was going to be. Significantly really? better than I thought it was going to be. Because I thought it was going to be very meh. Um, I thought some of the things that it did well was um, kind of create uh, an origin that didn't bore me to death. I was afraid that I was going to be incredibly bored. But I actually really liked his... Um, but did you know his origin from the start? I did Anyway, I see, didn't. like, so you're kind of coming at it True. as a... It was fresh. I was you. a newbie. You were. You, or you a were, noob, you were, you were a, like video game you were, terminology, yeah, Paul. You were don't. a Doctor Strange... You are a strange virgin. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Matt's nickname in high school, and also every year up until today. <laughs> that's true. Um, but I... One thing that I liked about it, Matt, was that he maintained being just an arrogant prick throughout the movie. He wasn't a charismatic, charming, funny character. Right, like like Tony Stark's kind of a charismatic, arrogant prick. Mm-hmm. But Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange, was just kind of a jerk. He wasn't cracking jokes. Not really. Not the, Not it really. was outside the Marvel formula. It wasn't a very funny movie, which I think was okay. Like I kind I of, welcomed it. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was a it was a little bit of a change. But there were so many parts of the movie that seemed like there were things that I've seen before from the basic yeah. folding of the city into itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's Inception. Yeah, Inception. Uh, to me, it had a lot of aspects that reminded me of Batman Begins, actually. So yeah, okay, like oh, what? God. Uh, like in particular when he goes to the temple to basically learn the mystic arts, um, and just kind of like his training within it, it felt kind of similar to to Bruce Wayne's training when he visited the um, League of Assassins. I didn't like it didn't feel or, very... I'm sorry in the movie it was called the League of Shadows but in the comic books it's the League of Assassins. I didn't like did you maybe it was just me but it didn't feel like it was um honestly very magical. The movie wasn't wasn't very it it was a lot of there was some like um reality shifting. Yeah. But they weren't necessarily cast casting spells or performing I would agree acts with that. of magic. They were not well they were, but just not it, it almost was like they were scratching the surface a little bit. Right, like right. like this is Doctor Strange Begins and in the sequel, uh Doctor Strange Dark Doctor Strange I don't know what they're gonna the, call uh, it. Uh yeah, the Doctor Strange Knight. Right. The Doctor Strange Knight. The Doctor Knight? Do- Doctor Knight. The Dark Knight the Dark straight i don't know but anyway in the sequel maybe they'll get more into like what he can really do 
Uh, with that said, I'm not in any hurry to go see a sequel. Great casting, I thought. I thought that yeah, he was he was he, a really was good, good Doctor Strange. Do you think that they could have just eased up and let him be British and not have him struggle with a New York accent or uh, an American accent? Did you feel he struggled? Um, I didn't think that it was great. See, I think that we're just so used to it when he speaks, it's in British. So you hear the right. voice and you're like, well, that's not right. But right. I don't think that it was bad or anything. I don't think was it was he... terrible. I think you're right. It was more of a, oh, I'm used to, I know who this person is. I knew who this actor was is. Was he British in Star Trek in, in the Darkness? He's British in everything except for this. I think he, I think he did have a British accent in Into Darkness <clears throat> as Khan. Yeah, he did. Um, you know who he sounded like? He sounded like um, the dude uh, Peter Laurie that plays House. Or oh, House Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Yeah, he did sound like that's exactly who I was thinking of too. With but I thought I thought Hugh Laurie does a really good American accent, but he does like a version of that accent, so it's like one removed. Because when I like when I first learned Hugh Laurie was British, it blew my mind. Like I thought he was doing. <laughs> A British accent. Right. So anyway, uh, so this is your little surprise Doctor Strange review. Um, it, it, Ian, give it a number. Ah, man. I, I guess I was entertained. I'm not going to sit here and act like it, was, it wasn't It was a fun time. I don't feel like I need to see it again. Right. I'll give it a six. Like, okay. It, I, I was entertained by this movie. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, although I think I enjoyed it a little more than a six. I'd give it a seven. That's fair. I, um, I, I might even on a second viewing, maybe I'd give it a seven. Yeah. Um, there are parts of this movie that were a little untra- like untraditional to Marvel movies. Um, I, I'll spoilers. I like how he resolved everything at the end. Right. Uh, I thought that was probably my favorite part. He, uh, what, what he when did. When Tony Stark shows up. No, right. he, he the Avengers show he up. Caught, and super cool. What is his name? Dormammu. Dormammu, and, and he caught him into a time loop where he basically kept dying, getting killed by Dormammu, but he trapped him in a time loop. And he said the only way that you can get out is if you bargain with me for basically the the fate of the world or the whatever. Fate of the world, or, and, yeah. and that's that's one of the downsides. Yet again, another world catastrophe. But uh, the way that it was handled was much more clever than how it's typically done in your in most Marvel movies. I think in the arc of his personal story too, because all throughout his journey, he mm-hmm. is this egotistical, arrogant, self-centered mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. The reason why he gets in an accident is because he's speeding along the highway and he's checking his phone to see like which which of these um which of these next cases that I'm going to take like is it is it this person with this like really outrageous uh, disease that I'm going to fix or this brain tumor or I think one of them was a army sergeant who has a broken spine in a mech suit which that's Rhodey um yeah so like he's going through these cases and he's just like none of these will make me famous enough and he goes off the rails and you know destroys his hands so his like he's he's so consumed in being all about himself that the final act and what helps him overcome and defeat the enemy is this like super selfless 
act by putting himself in a time loop to get punished forever. Um, I think was actually a pretty cool kind of like story arc for but that it, character. But it he's was. not getting punished forever. Well, he is because he's he's facing off against Dormammu and getting killed over time and, and over time and again. over again. But he's still Doctor Strange. When he shows up in Infinity War, that other, that essence of Doctor Strange, that Santa Cly of Doctor Strange no, is going to be getting killed over and over. No, because but Benedict same... Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, is going to be fighting Thanos and doing whatever no, he's no, doing. No, 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 no. It was the same right? person. No, it was the same person that happened, that this happened to over and over again. He maintains all of that. Matt, the, is this different than a Santa Claus situation? Yeah, it is because it's a time <laughs> loop. It just—it's like time repeating right. itself over. He and didn't over split himself. It's himself again and again and again. But he's not again. because he's not going to be doing that again and again and again in Infinity Wars. He'll remember all of that, I believe. Would you not say, Matt, who saw the movie? <laughs> I would agree with Ian. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered with this nonsense. But I'm trying to. I'm trying to make Argue, sense of right. this. Well, yeah. yeah but, no. But, I mean, he's, he's... No. He's... It's the same person just stuck in the time loop, you know? Like, if, say, so, we so, did all right, this, so, and then we had to start the podcast over again, but you had memory of doing this, it's the same person. So, Doctor Strange is going to be, like, in a like, heated throwdown with Thanos, and all of a sudden he's going to be, oh, oh, Dormammu just killed me again. No, because... Dormammu made a bargain with him to stop the time loop and break the cycle. At the end of the movie? Yes. Oh, okay. So, he did bargain. He did bargain, yes. but okay. after an undetermined amount of time. It okay. Was, it was humorous. It was really cool. Like, the first time he comes back after he's killed, and then he like gets killed again, and then he comes back a third time, and then you're, you're like... Oh, I see what's and going he, he on. He just keeps saying the same line over, and Dormammu kills him a different way for like five five minutes there, which you know is probably years. Right. It was incredibly entertaining. I thought that moment. I was like, "Well, this is kind of cool." It was. It was like a more intelligent way of handling the final fight. Yeah. Also, because uh, when they go to save the you know the the sanctum of Japan, right. They show up. And was that Japan? Uh, was it Japan or was it Taiwan? Taiwan. Some. No, it wasn't Taiwan. It had to be. I don't. Maybe think it was not Japan. Japan. Was it um, China? Hong Kong? Is that right? Hong Kong? Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. That's so it. they show up and they're too late. And as a big blockbuster would ha usually have it, everything's destroyed. You know, you don't get to see any of the destruction. Doctor Strange shows up and everything's done, and the good guys have lost. Well, he goes and makes this deal with Dormammu, and then. The, the scene kind of plays backwards and you get to see all the wreckage happen in reverse. So I thought those kind of things were kind of fun. Yeah, I didn't care yeah, like for that. that. It, it was just more fucking world destruction, mm -hmm. whether it happens frontwards or backwards. I don't care. It's just more of the same. Like I was thinking uh, actually today how much I love uh, the Spider-Man movies, the first couple especially, and how... They're so good because they're they're not about saving the world. They're about saving a person yeah. or a couple people, and it's about one enemy that is facing off, that has like a struggle with that one character, not like a struggle against the universe. And this, I'm telling you, the smaller you make these stories, the better they are. The more invested you can become. You know in what them. you would really like? What Luke Cage? Really? 
you would. <laughs> yes, you would. That's hilarious. Matt sitting down and watching ten episodes of a television show. You would like That's it though. I mean, it's fucking everything you just described funny. is you know. Uh, uh, it's, hey, hey, it's hey! Small shit. scale, small stakes, big characterization. Now I know Mister couldn't be bothered to go watch a Marvel film, even though we discussed them all on the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. But you'd be surprised to learn that I do watch some television here and there. How good was Daredevil season two? How good was Jessica Jones season one? How good was any episode of Luke Cage? How good was season two of Rebels? I'll go see fucking Doctor Strangelove tomorrow. I don't fucking give a shit. Doctor Strangelove, isn't that... That's so not... don't don't bring that heat on me like I don't fucking watch everything under the fucking sun. I miss one goddamn movie and 176 episodes of this fucking podcast and you're bringing me the heat. Get the fuck out of here, Sonny Jim. <laughs> that's true. This is pretty much the first one that you missed. The but first you anything but you that I've missed. Bought when we were like, anything. hey, why don't we... Can we do this? You're like, eh... Maybe I'll get around. You know what? I, I saw fucking, fucking X Men, and I lobbied with you, fucking dumb, dumb, dumbs, to let's talk apocalypse. Let's talk apocalypse, <laughs> and we couldn't be bothered with I apocalypse. The oh, that, I'm gonna get. Here's where I get roasted. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure I'm the one that said we should fucking talk X Men. Or wait, what was it like? We were gonna talk Star Trek or something over X Men. I was like, remember that. We had that debate. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, Star Trek was a better movie. I think it, we had a more Wasn't, spirited didn't the, conversation the, about Star Trek. The argument came down X-Men. to X-Men is a comic property. We should talk about that over Star Trek, which isn't. Isn't that what it was? It was something Something like that. along and those lines. And I think lines. also there were a lot of things that were going on around that time that we were talking about that were more enjoyable to talk about. I hate you guys. Justin and Jody, off mic. I still hate these guys. This oh, is legitimate hatred. Yeah, uh, we are not friends. <laughs> oh, whatever the fuck, <laughs> Mister. I was off all day, but I still. And we knew we were going to talk about this, but uh, I don't feel like going and fucking see it. I will fucking I... slit your throat, <laughs> you son of a bitch. So okay, so that's our review. Uh, now that I'm all fired up. Rogue One grievances. Yeah, we're we're about yeah, to yeah, find yeah, out just how it, much man. hate there is, but go ahead. Like, tell was too many blacks, too many gays in Rogue no, well, One. What? what is it? I'm too never gonna. Women? I'm never gonna be happy with Cheer It Umway in that fucking movie. I'm just not. Like, I don't. I don't care what the fuck he does in that movie. I'm not gonna be happy with him. But that's not tonight's grievance. Like, I've had this ever since. Like, and this isn't strictly Rogue One grievance. This is like Rebels grievance as well. And, you know, it even kind of goes back to Return of the Jedi. And it didn't all come, it didn't all coalesce for me until uh, comic book artist extraordinaire Adam Hughes. Uh, oh, are you fucking kidding me? I lost that fucking tweet. Um, he made a point, uh, and I'm going to have to paraphrase it. Fuck you, Twitter. What a garbage fucking program that is. Blame it on Twitter. Why don't you? So there, uh, Felicity Jones was on Fallon a couple weeks ago or so, and she brought in a clip from Rogue One where she's just handing stormtroopers their ass with a baton. And Adam Hughes like retweeted oh, so it. So this is a legit 
moment from the movie where she just had... Yeah, she brought in a clip, she like had a stick, and she was just okay, right. knocking stormtroopers out like nobody's business. Yeah. And he said something like, so what are stormtrooper... What is stormtrooper armor for? Because it clearly can't stop, like, like sticks or punches or teddy bears. Does it stop bad words or taffy? And thinking back to... I was like, well, yeah, like... I mean, what the fuck is that armor for in that movie? Because stormtroopers are just getting punked by her and Chirrut Umway with that fucking stick. Like, I assume a stormtrooper helmet is just as protective, if not more protective, than a hockey helmet. I've been hit in the head with a hockey stick plenty of times in a CCM hockey helmet, and I'm fine. I'm okay. But these dudes are dropping like they have the most serious Will Smith NFL concussion of their lives. Now, and then, and I, mean, I don't want to, I like, don't want to just were, rip on Rogue One because were, this were happens. You smashed in the head with a hockey stick in the helmet. Like, did somebody like with all their might and anger hit you in your head, or did you get, did you get? kind of slashed i've taken i've taken some bumps and bruises if not from a stick from the boards from goalpost some weird were those, stuff were were the boards or goalposts trying to knock you out purposefully still i know the capabilities of a hockey helmet right if ian if you hit me with Don't a base, me. with a baseball bat in my fucking hockey helmet right now it's I'm probably gonna see stars a little bit, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna get I up. I would imagine that if I hit you with a baseball bat and you in your hockey helmet, it would split the helmet and you'd get knocked out. I don't think so. All right, that's Does that all right. sound like a McSauce challenge. It me? sounds like a McSauce <laughs> challenge. Let me have a my couple more, more of these beers. My my point is. Like I don't Girl, think girls are dumb. New movies are stupid. I don't. I. I think the. I, it, I these, hate Star these Wars. Stormtrooper. Like this armor should be able to withstand what they're doling out. And it goes back to to Rebels. Same thing happens in Rebels. Someone gets a little knock on the head or like a little knock on the shoulder and they're fucking dead. And it goes back to fucking Jedi. When someone gets hit with a rock, a fucking rock on Endor, and they're fucking down for the count. Do we know how strong Ewoks are? Are they like elf strong or elf strong? I'm not sure how strong they are. Well, what kind of species are they? (laughs) Seriously, we don't know. Maybe they're like, they're just like all protein. They're just all muscle. Maybe. Did it kill the stormtroopers? It did it knock them down. It didn't even knock them out. Knocked them down. I don't even think it knocked them down in in oh it does. In Jedi it does. They get hit. Well, they get they hit, get with, hit some with pretty rocks. severe rocks too. Yeah, Aren't but, they like fucking big giant rocks? If you get hit with a big, big giant, giant rocks, rock. and then they have the slingshot style rocks. Yeah, maybe I'm expecting too much. From and the, the Ewoks are protecting their armor. Part. They're like warriors, right? They're gonna eat fucking. Yeah, they're can't they're. Well, yeah. they're not cannibals because they don't eat their own. No, but, but they're I mean hungry. they're they're meat eaters, they're carnivores. But I I feel like Jin Erso shouldn't be able to rip through a handful of stormtroopers with one baton and just knock them, just club them and, and knock them all out. I feel like they should be more adept at their craft, which is 
being fucking soldiers. Same with Cheer It Umway and all those other fucking trailers. Like, come on, stormtroopers. Let's go. Let's get your shit together. You're wearing armor. But This never, has to be... But this, they've never had their shit together. If this is your argument, no. if this is your come complaint, yeah, but they haven't is, though, man. Yeah, I know they haven't, but this is... This is something that should be corrected as we go on. And this is something I've said for a long time. Like, we're at the point now where I... I said it tons of times before The Force Awakens. I want stormtroopers to be threatening. Because when we first saw A New Hope, they were threatening. Because those dudes show up and you're like, holy fuck. And Obi-Wan's like, well, you know, the blast points are too accurate for sand people. And you're like, oh, fuck. The stormtroopers. And there's this, like, lore with the stormtroopers like throughout at least star wars and and, and and empire and like that's what i wanted them to bring back and like rogue one just isn't they're just fucking pussies again they're fucking useless in that jimmy fallon clip pussies that's not a jimmy, everything out that's not a jimmy fallon production that's a clip from the movie they're useless clip in that movie that highlighted the actress that was on his show for two seconds why can't we highlight the empire we've never <laughs> like why can't why can't we see the stormtroopers doing we did it what they fucking the do best they don't do it best. no one really? wins in that movie everyone loses in that movie the stormtroopers suck in that movie Everyone gets away in that they, movie. They, they, but they, they get the rebel base on Hoth, right? They find it. The Empire they, finds they, it. That's they the, smoke it out. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry they, I wasn't being specific. They do. The fucking but we stormtroopers don't, are a big part of the Empire, dickhead. Yeah, but we don't get to see... Like, the stormtroopers... still. Well, in Empire, they're still kind of threatening. And even on... Even when they're on Bespin... You know, Vader doesn't want them dead. So they're not trying to shoot to kill. They're just trying to corral Leia and Lando and Chewie. They're still trying to just capture. But, like, by the time Jedi rolls around, they're fucking jokes. And they're, like, they they don't get enough time in the sun in The Force Awakens. But it looks like in Rogue One they're going to be fucking jokes again. I'm tired of the stormtroopers being jokes. Make the Empire great again, you know? I mean... <laughs> I'll say it if you won't say it. <laughs> Can we just make the Empire great again? What's it going to take? Are you done? Is that it? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I've got that out of my system. I feel good. Yeah, so... Are, are we ready to talk about Christmas movies so, that aren't Christmas movies? I think Because this subject respond. pisses me off, too. <laughs> what? The Christmas movies that aren't Christmas movies. Well, I'm, in, I'm ready for Matt this. Matt has patiently waited. He wants to respond. So, Paul, you've been kind of uh, anti-Rogue One since uh, pretty much forever. Um, you've maintained that you're a three on excitement, which is one less than you were for the Fantastic Four movie, I like to note. And uh, and every indication is that this movie is going to be much, 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 much better than the Fantastic Four. So I'm really baffled why you're like down to such depths other than the fact that you're trying to make a point that you're not as excited as you maybe would be for episode eight or something like that. Because this looks good. We just watched a 30 second TV spot, a new one, that looked 
so good. Of course, I think you did find something in it that you had a problem with. Was it? Did he see something in it that he didn't like? No, I fucking complimented oh. things in that TV spot. I think you did mention the planet of Hawaii. That yes, you Hawaii. did. I, yes, of course. That's true. The planet of Hawaii. Yep. So, yes, you may have made a compliment, but you also made a snide remark. So, um, it's just baffling to me because this movie, every little thing that I see for it uh, that comes out looks better and better. This is like getting better. Every little thing that they show, I'm getting more excited. And I didn't think I was going to get to this level of excitement for this one because I was a lot more, like, subdued with excitement leading leading up but like holy crap and when i i'm comparing it to the force awakens but the last handful of tv spots especially that last one are so good it's so good yeah i mean like with the all the uh go ahead i was just gonna i was gonna add on to his excitement with all the x-wing stuff that's the thing from the last uh spot that you showed us tonight that I really latch on to when they're mm-hmm. just the formations and how they're swooping and coming in. Like the, it just looks so goddamn cool. Fucking agreed. goosebumps. The, like the I shot, loved it. The shot of the X wings and the Y wings flying up into the atmosphere, leaving um, uh, Yavin Maui. Four. <laughs> leaving yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was. It was. Was it Maui in A New Hope? Oh, I'm sorry. They leave. They leave Yavin Four and land on the planet Maui. I love fucking the planet Hawaii. Aloha, motherfuckers. Oh, it's so funny. So, Matt, of course you're excited for this. You're a Star Wars apologist. Star Wars can't do anything wrong. They could take a big shit on your mother's chest, and you'd be like, "That's the greatest fucking movie ever." And also. And you always bring up my Fantastic Four rating. Well, and it's because I hold Star Wars in much higher esteem than the Fantastic so Four. So it's on a different scale. So of course I'm going to be I'm going to be more critical of Star Wars because of I expect more from it because it's delivered so much to my life at this point. Right. Like so yeah, I'm I'm going to be more critical of it. I'm going to have a, a, a harsher eye. I'm going to give it a lower a lower grade, a lower, you know, excitement going in. And this movie just is it's it's delivering more more shit that I disagree with than stuff that I'm all on board for. Now, the the way they filmed the X-wings and the Y-wings and this TV spot you showed me, that's really fucking cool because it's it directly harkens back to the old way that they filmed the ships in the original trilogy. Right. Like there's one one particular shot of an X-wing that just kind of like bends down and it doesn't even look like the 3D slash 2D animation that they started using and shows like Young Justice for mm-hmm. their ships and everything. It looks it it looks so new. It looks like an X-Wing, but it it's using that old George Lucas technology, that old like we're figuring this out on the fly we're putting this together as we go technology and it gives it that otherworldly feel of well this is how these ships work and when and it reminded me of uh, at some point you said that you like the way the lightsabers don't reflect light in the original trilogy 
And at some point, they got away from that. And if someone lights up a red lightsaber in a right. dark room, everything's red. Right. And that's what this reminded me of, that there should be aspects of physics that just work differently in this universe. And that little detail that's going to be lost on everyone but us fucking super nerds really makes such a neat fucking difference. Yeah, I can pretty much agree with all of that. Uh, well, most of it. Um, I do agree. Star Wars can take a shit on my mom's chest. Uh, <laughs> if it's like the Empire Strikes Back, it can have a diarrhea if it wants. Yeah, but, but you like... But, I mean, but like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but uh, we were just talking about it earlier. Clone Wars... I don't care. Rebels, don't care. The comic book, I think it's crap. So, no, I'm not a Star Wars apologist. I really like the fucking movies, and I think they're really well made. And you can't tell me that I don't acknowledge flaws in the movies. You you do, but I I think I I could amend my statement to you are a Star Wars film apologist. I just said I I acknowledge flaws in the movies. But the flaws, yeah. But you also let them slide. You're like, meh, it's kind of weird, but it's it's okay. And then Ian and I are like, no, that's dog shit. Right. You're like, well, you guys are assholes. Right. I I let uh, flaws slide across all seven movies, whereas you guys seem to latch on to the three prequel movies in particular with the flaws and kind of look the other way for the... OT stuff. That's, I think that's fair. I don't criticize the OT as much as maybe I should. I mean, I think there's, le- I honestly, I think there's less to criticize. There's weird stuff. That's there's absolutely that's, weird. That's stuff. true. I also think there's less to criticize because the prequels are based on something, and sometimes they contradict. The things that well, were already established. Yes and no. I think I think legitimately there are more flaws in the prequel movies than the OT. Mm-hmm. Um, but I refuse to ignore all the things that work in the prequels because I didn't like Jake Lloyd's acting. You know, like and what's funny is you hate Jake Lloyd so bad. He's kind of terrible, and you know what else he was terrible in. Jingle all the way. Just a bad little actor <laughs> that is a psycho now. Yeah, he's all on like He's in jail and, now. Is he? He's yeah. in jail. Little Anakin Skywalker is in jail for having evaded the police. He was in some kind of high speed chase and now he was diagnosed with like either schizophrenia or I think it was schizophrenia. Do you think he's, he was always schizophrenic? or Is that something that develops over time, or is that something that you have? I have no idea. I don't even yeah. know if it's true. You yeah. know? He might well, just... you know, whatever. I saw an interview with him on YouTube where he was at a convention, and there was a guy interviewing him, and he was very awkward in the interview. I to feel po- like it would be such a hard thing to be Jake Lloyd. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't it was awkward because he was agitated mm. and he was combative to the guy's questions. He, the guy was just legitimately asking questions and Jake Lloyd was like a douche. Yeah. I'll have to show you the video. But um, but anyway, um, I don't think I'm an apologist by any means. I just happen to like those movies. Um, all of them. All seven yeah, I, of them. I think you do like them more than 
call myself like the the uh, the prequel films, and you you find things that you can really latch on to. I think that's what it is. The things that are working, they work really really well for me, like to a point where they can kind of um, make up for some of the other flaws. But anyway. I would like to talk some Christmas movies that aren't Christmas movies, Paul. The Christmas movies that 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 wasn't. Yes. And what do we mean by Christmas movies that aren't Christmas movies, Paul? Uh, I think we mean movies that just happen to take place during the Christmas season, but have nothing to do directly with or the plot are, or the crux of the movie. Or are firmly established in the holiday season that is Christmas, therefore making them Christmas movies. Okay, so... I hate your guts already. Well, this is uh, this is something that we knowingly disagree on. So I didn't think we did. Yeah, I we guess I do. forgot we did. You're so fucking dumb. Wait, wait, I wait, wait. Thought that, I, I, thought you got, I thought you brought this up as a topic because you knew we were going to fight about it. I didn't bring this up. Yeah, you did. No, Wait. he brought this up. Matt brought this Hold up. Hold on a second. Wait, I thought you guys just said the same thing. No, I Yes, I said, we did, but we just framed it differently. No, I said, like, this is clearly an action movie. Oh, it takes place at Christmas. And Ian says that this is the, a well-established movie that takes place at Christmas. Oh, there's some action in the, it. The nature of a Christmas movie can be outside of... Love and happiness. Oh, I'm gonna say some. I'm gonna say some incendiary things tonight. That's fine. Oh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm don't gonna hold yourself ins- back. I'm gonna insult some listeners. No, don't hold. I'm back. gonna insult some listeners tonight. I can't wait to get these fucking All tweets right. later this week. If the setting of a movie is not part of what the film is about, then I don't know what it is. If the fact that Die Hard takes place during a Christmas party. That's a part of the movie. That's a part of the foundation okay, is, of the movie. Is, for our purposes here tonight, is Die Hard a Christmas movie that isn't a Christmas movie? Yes, for, for the purposes of tonight. Okay. We're talking about, what well, there are three main ones that we're talking okay, about, Okay, right? so you just, Die Hard, you just agreed with me that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. No, no, I said that the foundation of the movie is that, oh, they're at a Christmas party. It isn't. Die Hard can take place any... At any right, office party night of the year. Right, but it doesn't. Right, exactly. That's my point. It doesn't need to happen on Christmas. It can happen any other office party night of the year, and the movie still makes sense. What would, about Die would, Hard 2? I, who the fuck cares about Die Hard 2? Would you say that... Who cares love, about any of the other Die Hards? Would, would the you only, say that, there's only one Die Hard. Would you say that Love Actually is a Christmas movie? I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah, well, guess what? Love happens all the time in all of the events it does. of that movie... Don't actually really happen on Christmas, so it could happen any time. Just like your point. No, but those stories yes. all hinge on the Christmas season. The oh, what the time of year when it took place. Just like it's a yeah, it's time. about Christmas. It's about the Christmas season. Do you think Andrew Lincoln's gonna go fake Christmas carolers in fucking June? He's not. That only happens at Christmas. Do you think Alan Rickman just, and just Emma like, Thompson are going like to go see their kids? I'm talking. Do you think they're going to go see their kids' Christmas play in August? No, it's at Christmas because it's about the Christmas season bringing that family back together. The the writers of that film, and, and 
the writers of the of Die Hard could have placed it at any point, but they made it at Christmas, therefore making that movie a Christmas movie. You know, it's not. You know, it's not a Christmas. movie. No, I don't know that do because know it. it is a you Christmas movie. It's it not. happened at Christmas. It's an Parker. action movie. Let's 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 move on to one of the second movies of this, and this one I have an even stronger case: Gremlins. Gremlins is a fucking Christmas movie. I'm out. I'm done. I'm out of here. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a fucking horror movie. Gremlins Around is a horror Christmas. movie. Die Hard's an action movie. Done. Like, they're not Christmas movies. Paul, can you tell me the theme song of that film when it opens up and you see Gremlins scrawled across the screen and you're going over the town? What is the song that they're playing, Paul? What is it? Christmas. It's fucking called Christmas. That's the song that they're playing. Do you know? Because it's at Christmas time because it's all about fucking Christmas and the horrors that take place at that time is in Grem- that town. Is Gremlins 2 a Christmas movie? No, because it doesn't happen at... No, because it doesn't happen at Christmas. Oh, so anything, anything that happens in December is a Christmas movie. Pa- Paul. The you, entire film took place at, during the holiday. It's a horror movie. Right. Gremlins it, is a horror movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a. You know this. It's Die it's Hard a, is an action movie. It's, it's a, not a Christmas movie. It's a, it's a Christmas they just happen movie. to take place at it's Christmas. It's a Christmas movie with with little twinges of horror throughout. No, I mean, like, what what makes a Christmas movie? Does it is it all about love? Is that the only emotion that you can play on, Paul? That the heart of it revolves around Christmas and the spirit of Christmas. How about the perversion of the spirit of Christmas and how horrible it is that these monsters are taking control right. of your that town? That has nothing to do. Gremlins has nothing to do with Christmas. It just happens to take place around Christmas. If fucking how convenient. If Billy's birthday is December 9th and he gets a mogwai for his birthday instead of but it's Christmas, not, but then it's, it's not a then but it's like not, the whole thing though, changes. Paul. But it's not. That's but not that's, when the movie happens. Right, exactly. But that's my point. That movie could take place. But it doesn't. Weeks earlier, with the same settings, the same themes, the same snow, and it's not It's not a Christmas movie. Papa it doesn't Pouncer affect, wouldn't be in Chinatown it doesn't looking, affect for, the looking movie. for presents. He wouldn't be looking for presents. It was at Christmas time. That's when Who? the... The the dad Pelzer. I don't know what his fucking. I know the last name. Ray yeah. Pelzer. Ray Pelzer. But he could. You. But he could be there. But for, he wasn't. He was there for Christmas. Exa- right. But that's exactly my point. You can take that. You can take that element out, and it still works just the same. The movie still works exactly the same if it happens a month earlier and it's snowy wherever they live. It's you not. Could ta- you could take the Andrew Lincoln caroling scene out of Love Actually, and that film works just fine too. To your point, if we're if we're dissecting movies and then changing, it's, then it's not changing, the same movie and because the, you're you're taking things out of it. But right, you can, just like if you take the Chris, if you take the Christmas shopping experience of Ray Pelter out of it, then I'm it's not a different no. Movie. I'm not taking anything out of Gremlins or Die Hard. I'm just shifting them. To like a month earlier, and everything still works the exact same way. You're not taking anything out. You're not losing any scenes. Everything still the plot still works the exact same way. 
if everything else in that film doesn't happen during of Love Actually doesn't happen during Christmas, and you have that Christmas scene as a one-off, then that's not a Christmas movie. Can I say something? Sure. Uh, I didn't see Love Actually, but I did see Gremlins. And Paul, I I get what you're saying, but I think you're wrong, at least for Gremlins, because uh, <laughs> there's too many moments in that film that are tied to Christmas. For example, mom baking Christmas cookies and she has the fight with the three gremlins in the house or the five she gremlins could be in the house. She be making a Thanksgiving and, pie. Right. If we're changing the, the sequence, structure of the film, the if se- we're doing that. The sequence when... The exact same thing happens. She's just making something different. This the is exact a ri- you, you thing, have to see the exact that you're having a ridiculous happens. argument. The sequence when, when Kate explains why she doesn't like Christmas and she explains the story of how her dad died uh, totally tied to Christmas. Um, the the idea of um, breaking into um, the uh, the toy store. the department store um, w- which had like all the holiday things in it. Um, I just I just feel like it's that one's linked. What very- happens with all the holiday things in the de- in the department store? It's the fact that it's at Christmas and it's at like a department store. But specifically, what happens with all the holiday things? Uh, well, it's like set piece stuff. It's geared up for the Christmas season, right? So, but but so like, but I guess so. It wait, wait, wait. Pools so, and fucking well, no, hold fireworks. On. No, hold on. So if if it's not set for Christmas, that changes how Billy and Gizmo are fighting Spike, right? Maybe you don't have that rad uh, no, remote control not. car, right? You exactly, not. Everything still happens the same way if it's just a department store. You, you're ridiculous. I'm not. You uh, are come on. ridiculous. You, you fucking know that's the not the gremlin movie. hiding Gremlins in the a, Christmas tree. Now, like I've, the the class is being dismissed for the, Christmas break. They could be dismissed for Thanksgiving break. The, I guess if you're what's her the face? Guts her her dad dies the in the chimney being Santa. Yeah, like that's that's which hard is, to get around. Which is, although with that said, kind of unnecessary to that film overall. Yeah, but it, yeah, I always never. It was such a dark moment for kind well, of that whole movie is really fucked up because it's a, a because up it's movie. a horror movie, well, not a so, Christmas but movie. But it's, it's it's got moments like when they go to both, when buddy. they go to Dory's the bar. I think it was called Dory's, and all the gremlins are doing goofy shit. There's the flasher gremlin. There's the one like a like a tranny gremlin, and so on. One has a ski mask on with a fucking revolver, and um, he shoots one of the other ones, and they're like, ah, right, <laughs> but like, right. Like, it's so wacky and silly. And then, like, a minute later, Kate explains the how her dad died, and it just takes this really, like, serious, morbid turn for a minute. It, it just, it has a very, when you watch the movie as an adult, you realize just how, like, kind of disjointed it is. I always remember the, when, I, I feel like when the pods first hatch, and they have the like little drummer boy music playing in the background, and they're looking around the house for the gremlins at that point, mm-hmm. they, and they don't know what's going on. I feel like the the like clash of how horrific that is against the Christmas music. It was the "Do you hear what I hear?" music, right? 
I mean, probably I, wouldn't work as well with traditional Thanksgiving tunes, but like the Fox football music, <laughs> da, 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 da. like, yeah, <laughs> and like I, I can get behind that. You know, the juxtaposition with you know the horror of the Gremlins against the backdrop of. You know, oh, all this happy, Bedford all balls. this happy fun stuff. Right. And I'm not arguing that this isn't a horror movie, Paul. Oh, like, I know. But you're it not. also is a Christmas movie because Christmas have, is in the guts. We have of different Gremlins. definitions of what a Christmas movie is. Paul, well, okay. What is your definition? A movie that's a, a movie that centers around christmas that the spirit of christmas is the guts of the movie that it's you know a a happy fun you know loving hopeful christmas movie like are you gonna find are you gonna find in your old video store happy fun and hopeful right it doesn't but like if you go into the video store where are you gonna find gremlins in the horror section section. not the christmas movie section where are you gonna find Die Hard action movie section not in the Christmas section. Like they're not fucking Christmas movies. Well, you first guys know, of all, you guys know exactly what I'm talking for, about. First, you know of all, the distinction that the I'm making. Video store doesn't exist anymore, and it wasn't known for its nuance. So, but you you know the distinction that I'm making. I think that you're wrong in saying that Gremlins isn't focused around Christmas. I think that okay, okay. your criteria is that it has to be happy, fun, hopeful, loving. And those are the right. criteria. Now, Paul, can I ask and you this? also around Christmas. To use your own logic, if you go to the video store, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation might be in the comedy section, huh? Bad yeah, Santa. because they don't really have Christmas movies. Bad sections. Santa right, exactly. is in the comedy yeah. section. Right. Christmas Story is in the comedy section. Uh, or maybe the family section. Um, but National Lampoon's is definitely in the comedy section. I kind of get what you're saying. I really do. Um but like there's there's certainly other movies that skirt the line even more like the ref have you guys seen the ref i know of it dennis, dennis leary, leary right he kidnaps a couple kevin spacey and whatever her name was judy greer something. not greer judy judy tenuta no dench no judge Maybe I made that up. But anyway, Kevin Spacey and this other woman that plays his wife, he basically kidnaps them. Um, and it's a comedy. There, it's it's this couple that's going through like a divorce and they're always fighting with each other. And he like gets stuck in between their bickering uh, as he's basically trying to evade Judy police. Judy Davis. Judy Davis. that are trying to do like house to house searches. And uh, it takes place on Christmas Eve. Uh centers around the family coming over for Christmas. Okay, so this is drenched in Christmasness that you couldn't tell the story otherwise. So therefore, the ref is a Christmas movie. Did I get that right? No. I didn't. Because your I get, definition isn't as stringent as Paul's. Yeah, I, I I understand what you guys are saying, but I disagree with the spirit of what a Christmas movie is. So how and is that's that's the distinction for me. Like the the spirit of what a Christmas movie is. The themes of the movie have like they they need to be centered around all that fucking Christmas bullshit. Oh, okay. So so I thought what you were saying was that you wouldn't be able to tell this story if it took place at any other time of the year. Well, yeah, that that too. Okay, but you can't tell the ref if it doesn't if it's not a Christmas movie. 
or, or probably, at Christmas time. You could probably tell it around another holiday or if a birthday. If you change the guts of the film, like Paul wants to do conveniently for the movies we're arguing No, for, because the same... Not for his. The, it's not changing the guts of the film. You're talking about taking out entire scenes hey, from one a movie. Scene. One fucking scene I was That's talking That's a about. fucking through line of that one, whole movie. One it's not scene, one man. scene. It's one scene. You're ta- you talked about changing multiple points of gremlins you're talking about making everything into a thanksgiving movie thanksgiving sir, all you need to is, do with gremlins is much different than christmas is, i don't know if is you know that shifted up a month it would be a little bit different buddy it's still going to be a winter movie it's still going to be is it going to be a winter movie cold months is it you're gonna still going to get all the snow and all the bullshit you? is it snowing now sir it no. was in fucking 1985 or whenever that fucking shit came out. Well, climate change or whatever. Die Hard, same thing. Like uh, that, you had that. All that needs to be. Die is Hard, any, you have a case. Honestly, I'm not being a dick party. now. Die Hard, yeah, I'm just being an asshole. The <laughs> only reason people pick Die Hard as their favorite Christmas movie is because they're fucking insecure assholes. They can't say they like something like Love Actually. So they pick fucking Die Hard because that's the fucking cool pick. That's my favorite Christmas movie. You're a fucking pussy, sir. If that's your fucking pick for your fam- favorite Christmas movie. What about Lethal Weapon? That's a pretty good Christmas movie. Does that take place at Christmas? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Does it? Yeah. I like the remake of the TV show. I guess it takes place in LA Christmas, so. Does that not count? Is that what you're saying? I don't Should know. I don't LA know anything. I don't know if I've ever seen Lethal Weapon. What? I have. I've seen Lethal. Is that well? Lethal Weapon Two is where, what's his face is on the toilet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I've seen two. I don't think I've seen one. Does that take place over Christmas? Man. Yeah. How have you not seen Lethal Weapon? Also, action movie, not a Christmas movie. And you guys know this. There are fun. It's in our DNA. It's fundamental. No, no, no. We know what are action movies. What, and what are actually, horror movies? What, what and we're what actually, are Christmas what movies? What we're arguing about is you're arguing for rom- romantic comedies and movies that are like warm-hearted romps, and we're just actually going with the definition of time, place, uh, events of the movie. That's what our argument is. When when is this movie happening? What is the plot of this movie? Oh, it's Christmas. Christmas movie. And you're like, it's not fucking. No, the soft the time and place of Gremlins is enough. December, so it's, it's a Christmas. December movie. I can't say it enough. It's at Christmas, Paul. It's at Christmas. Everybody's house is decorated with Christmas because that's what happens. It's happening at in Christmas. December, but Christmas isn't the crux of the movie. The crux of the movie is Gremlins. It's a horror movie. Could that? Movie it's a murder by. by Tiny horrible creature movie. By your That's logic, what it is. they could just move that movie. Time, place, it doesn't matter. Saudi Arabia. Let's move it there, and we'll have Gremlins there <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. By your logic, yeah, and it's still called Gremlins. You're a fucking retard. I I can't stand it. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it does. That's no, what it happens. Yeah, huh? No, ah. I like that we've devolved into Yaha Na'ah. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Is there... There was a third one that we are going to argue about, right? Krampus. Well, what do you got to say about that one, Sparty Pants? It's all about the fucking demon of Christmas. The Adam Scott movie? The horror movie? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Krampus. Oh, I'm sorry. Krampus is a Christmas demon. His boy, he does shit on Christmas. Why wouldn't that be a Christmas I, movie? I don't know. I've I been, don't know. Make it a Thanksgiving movie. I've been listening to Paul for the last 25 minutes on this topic, and I thought I had it figured out, and I thought for sure Krampus would not be a fucking Christmas movie. But when you said yes, definitively, I don't know what to think anymore. Because Ian. Krampus doesn't steal children any other night of the year. Who knows? You could change it to Easter. But it's, you can't. That's not part of his might. mythology. Nobody Ooh, knows. Krampus doesn't have the warm fuzzies like the it's way. It's not about fucking love. Right? It's more. I didn't evil. see Krampus. It's. Well, I heard we that it's. We know what it's about. It's a horror None movie. None of us did. No. It's, all right. All right. I didn't see Krampus. I know what Krampus, the character, the story is about. I don't know what the movie was about. I mean, there could be like a demon that came on Christmas. There could be like underlying, like Christmas themes in that movie that I don't know about because I didn't see it. I hate your guts. So I can't honestly talk on Krampus. <laughs> but you could talk on Lethal Weapon and Rogue One. No, I didn't. <laughs> Rogue One's fucking garbage. But I didn't see Lethal Weapon, so I can't. I, I can't. I didn't even know that was that took place in December. Well, it's California, so. Right. Does it not count if it doesn't snow? I've is never that seen. Another I've never regulation? seen Lethal Weapon. I can't talk on Lethal Weapon. I'm. I'm. I'm asking you. Is it not a Christmas movie if it doesn't snow? No, it cannot snow and still be a Christmas movie. Okay, I'm just checking. Like what? When? When does that happen? Like every day of December in Pittsburgh these days. Is a Christmas movie? It doesn't snow. <laughs> well, I realize that, but. You said it in a Christmas movie. It doesn't have to snow to be a Christmas movie, right? Snow like is, what? Like what movies? Yeah, I don't fucking know. I don't see every movie. Oh, I'm sorry. There's no snow in Bad Santa. There isn't. There isn't. Well, in the very beginning, there is. Well, oh see, yeah, at the very beginning, yeah. But, but most of it is. But like, Bad Santa. Uh, go ahead, tell me that's not a Christmas movie. That's my favorite Christmas movie. Fuck. Bad Santa is a Christmas movie. It's oh, in the fucking oh. title. Yeah, yeah. Because he he's not bad turkey. He's bad Santa. He can't be anything else. He's Santa Claus. But it's, He's bad Santa Claus. What but about it's a for Christmas. movie about robbing department stores? What about... But you can't, you can't put that movie in any other he time could, of the no, year. Yeah, you can't. Because Santa doesn't... Easter Bunny. He could have been the fucking Easter Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about it. <laughs> um, but, Paul, like, okay, Black Christmas. Christmas is in the title, but I'm pretty sure that's a horror movie. The fuck is Black Christmas? It's a fucking horror nah, movie. get out of here. No. Get out of here. Ian and I are having I, an honest discussion. No, I've heard of Black Christmas. It's, uh, it, it was... It's what you celebrate was, every year. <laughs> that's Kwanzaa, fucker. Um, it was Makes in... Kwanzaa. <laughs> It came out in like '09 or something like that. Does, What's Black it, Christmas about? It, it's a slasher film about like a guy that kills people on Christmas. Yeah, like it, or it was a remake that came out. Yeah, they did a yeah. It's it's hard to not be a Christmas movie when Christmas is in the fucking title, or Christmas is the theme music that opens the whole movie, as well. I don't think that matters. 
I know you don't think that matters, but it, it because does. it's it doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Like you, as can, they go over the landscape of the town, highlighting the snow and the fact that they all have their Christmas decorations. But there's you're right, fucker, yeah, it takes it, it takes place during the season, but there's nothing specifically about Christmas in Gremlins except that story about Chick's dad and the chimney. There's nothing specific about Christmas that changes the fundamental plot of that movie. It can take place in the winter and everything happens the same. You can't have bad Santa if he's not Santa at Christmas. You can't have Black Christmas if it's not at Christmas. Well, actually, you can. Ian said it could be called Black Bunny. And you could also have... Bad um, Bunny. What? Oh, Bad Bunny. Black Bunny. Well, that's... Well, that is, too! That too! Black is synonymous with bad Bla- in this Black nation. Christmas. Black Christmas is, if it's not at Christmas, it's Friday the 13th. Or fucking Thanksgiving. Like, you want to make all these movies. You just move them back. You're like, oh, <laughs> Move them back three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm on board with that. What are some other movies that we can just like shift where they ha- happen and the, the same movie, same movie, like any movie that takes place at Christmas? Just any any movie that takes place any time. Let's just shift it around. I haven't seen Bad Santa. You're a Nazi. But I feel like there are themes in Bad Santa that tie it to the Christmas season specifically Wait, more than just to say that Santa. I haven't seen Black because, Santa, but I. But thematically, I feel like because that's I said such because nonsense. his arguments are tied to nothing and have no foundation. They're just off the fucking cuff. Because I said I feel, which gives me creative license. <laughs> oh, is that right? Exactly. To be incorrect. That's, yeah, but I that is the I many seen, people are saying of this podcast. I haven't seen either of these movies. No, everyone listening to this podcast is going to be like. Yeah, I fucking get it. It's like, like it's it's abstract, but I totally get what he's saying. Well, and you guys, you, you guys know, just want to fucking fight with me. Guess what? We don't podcast in a vacuum. Fans of the Mixos podcast, why don't you chime in? We'll put up a we'll put up a poll on the Facebook page. You can have have your voices heard. The Die Hard thing is the one that burns my ass more than anything else. I do feel like, like I'll, the- I'll give you crowd. I'll, I'll give you Gremlins. Fine. Yeah, uh, die no I'll give you Die Hard. But I'll, Die Hard makes me so fucking mad. I feel like hipsters usually choose Die Hard as no, their favorite Christmas like, movie. People trying to be cooler than they really are pick Die Hard as their favorite Christmas movie. I think that's the definition of a hipster. Yeah, I guess Matt's, Matt's got me. I mean, not me, but yeah, Matt's got all you fucking assholes out there picking Die Hard as your favorite Christmas movie. Because guess what, assholes? It's not a fucking Christmas movie. And when I say assholes, I mean all you listeners that are picking Die Hard as your favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, and please donate not to Matt the McSauce Comic Book Podcast Toys for Todd's Charity. I'll draw you fucking because John that in his is, Thanksgiving outfit. Because that is a Christmas charity. It is and there's no debate. We don't do toys for tots for Black Bunny and East at Easter. We could do it for Fourth of July. We could do it for Veterans Day. <laughs> Who knows? Toys for veterans. Maybe that's you the market we need to you start just the corner it by that McGinty logic. Just change it. Just change the time. Bump it four weeks earlier. That's all. That's all it takes. We want to donate for Arbor Day. Bump that shit four more weeks into. When the fuck is Arbor Day? Arbor Day is. I feel June? like it's months. Month? Arbor Day is September. I thought Arbor Day was June. 
I don't know. I don't know. Why are you looking at me? No, oh, he's the, do anything. He's the smartest one here, fucker. Come on. <laughs> no, he acts like he's the smartest one here. That's the difference. <laughs> he's just as dumb as us. <laughs> That's going to do it for us tonight. Did uh, actually, you find Arbor Day already? Yeah, I did. Uh, you're, it? You were both wrong. It's April 28th. <laughs> I was close. I was, September. What? I was closer, you asshole. I'm marginally smarter than you. <laughs> That's going to do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. And sharply, Matt Casale. We'll see you next time.